Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. If the Lord would allow, if we have time, we'll sing it in the end. So you guys be ready. Huh? All right. Praise the Lord. As we remain standing, let's turn to God's Word. Reading from John chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. John chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. Somebody read it out loud. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word is precious, full of life, able to impart life into each and every one of us. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of God's word effective. In Jesus' name, we bind every resistance to the preaching of God's word. Every critical spirit be stilled in the name of Jesus and we take victory in the house. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Please be seated. Amen. Today's message is titled, You Ain't Seen a Thing Yet. You Ain't Seen a Thing Yet. Turn to your neighbor, look at your neighbor, right into, the, into your neighbor's eyes. And tell your neighbor, neighbor, you ain't seen a thing yet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I hope your neighbor told that back to you. You ain't seen a thing yet either. Praise God. You ain't seen a thing yet. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, in the words of Jesus, he didn't use colloquial words that we just did. He said, in much more refined way, you shall see greater things than that. Praise God. Hallelujah. You ain't seen a thing yet. Need to understand that these words are uttered in the backdrop of a statement that was made by Nathaniel when he was told that the Messiah is in scene, he is coming from Nazareth. 
And Nathaniel says, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Praise God. As this passage unveils before us, we understand that God has put into motion that which was planned in eternity, the redemption of mankind. In the fullness of time, God came down into this world in the form of the create creature. Creator God took the form of a creation, walked in the face of the earth, ready to launch out a mammoth program that will engulf the whole world, the whole race of mankind and would change the destiny of men and women forever. And as Jesus comes on the scene, he walks through Galilee handpicking people who would be mentored under him, equipped under him, enriched under him, energized under him, enabled under him to put into motion a worldwide evangelism effort that will change the way men would think and change destiny. So Jesus goes out handpicking people. And we see that Jesus finding Philip, he says, follow me. Praise God. And Philip follows Jesus. Within a span of hours, Jesus has infused in this man a spirit of evangelism. Philip goes out and he finds Nathaniel and says, hey, you know, we have found the one that we've been looking for. Praise God. We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophet also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth. Praise God. Do you know this knowledge of Jesus that has been instilled within us the knowledge of grace that you and I have received should prompt us, should prompt us to become people who speak out what we see, who speak out what we experience in our lives. Quite often, it is the new converts, and if I may use that word, converts, those who have freshly found Jesus, those who have been found by the Lord, who are immersed and who are always bubbling with that spirit of evangelism because they have this joy in their heart that they cannot keep it down. They want to speak it out. It's unfortunate that that kind of a spirit does not for some reason continue as time goes on. People get so laid back, lethargic. People take everything for granted that they hardly talk about Jesus. Many have taken refuge in the saying that it is more, it is more important to love than to 
speak. That's the reason many people are not speaking these days. They don't talk about Jesus because they want to live like Jesus. They want to show Jesus through their life. It's good if you are doing that, praise the Lord. But faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. Live, emulate, exhibit, but you cannot but speak about Jesus. So we see Philip, he goes and gets Nathaniel, hold of Nathaniel. And tells him. And Nathaniel looks at him and said, Hey, listen, Nazareth, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? In other words, you know, Nathaniel is saying, Nazareth, you got to be kidding. Eh? You got to be kidding. Nothing good can come out of it. Because Nazareth was part of Galilee and it was known as a mean place. It was despised by even its neighbors. It was known as a place, a wicked place. It was a miserable place. It was pictured by everybody as a miserable place. When Nathaniel says, maybe it was already a cliche at that time, that nothing good will come out of Nazareth. Going back to its history about Galilee, we see that King Solomon had given this as a prize uh, to King Hiram of Tyre. And he came and took, he scouted that place and he looked at it and he called that place Kabul. Meaning it's a useless place. Maybe years have uh, passed by and what was tagged, what was dubbed as a useless place became a reality in that place. But Jesus, when he was ready to launch out his program, he found men who were worthy. He found men, choice men who would propagate the gospel from these regions. Praise the Lord. Yes, Nazareth was forgotten and forsaken place. It was unimportant as a military place. It was an insignificant place politically. And in every way, praise God, Nazareth was considered as a place not to be from. Praise God. Prejudice. Talk about Talk about what? Prejudice. Was well, this prejudice? You know, people are prejudiced. They are prejudiced about places. What can you be prejudiced about? Come on. What can you be prejudiced about? You could be pre prejudiced about places. Uh, no people who are prejudiced about places? Yeah? Uh, certain places. Hmm. You know, years ago when the when the leaders of the world came together, the third world countries were dubbed as underdeveloped countries. That's how it was termed, underdeveloped countries. And the leaders came together and the leaders from underdeveloped countries in this economic summit came and said, you know what, you can call us underdeveloped countries. You know, that gives us a, a, an inferior complex. So you got to change that underdeveloped countries. And they came, they coined a new word in that economic summit, and they called it the developing countries. All right? Now, what's the difference between an underdeveloped country and a developing country? Huh? The 
that the word underdeveloped country it gives all already you know it the tone is set huh the, the underdeveloped is the tone is set that you're underdeveloped and you will never develop but when you say you are a developing country the tone is set yes nothing has changed but we have a ray of hope it's a developing country today we are not developed but we are a developing country hey so you know throughout the world people are prejudiced about places about countries about people about gender about 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 yeah 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 huh about cultures what else come on throw that huh huh religion yes color oh my goodness i don't know you guys must be really happy because we are neither white nor Well, people are prejudiced. People are prejudiced. It's not only about places, it's about people as well. Well, what happens when we are prejudiced is that we write people off. You don't want to give a chance. <laughs> you write people off. based on the looks based on the color based on the accent based on how they carry themselves based on their dress based on their culture right people off daniel says hey i don't think anything good can come out of Nazareth not from Nazareth but I want to have good news this morning if God decides to put Nazareth on the world map he's going to do it no prejudice no cliches no curse no culture no people group can stand against it if god decides to take an obscure place and put it on the map and highlight it i'm telling you nobody can stop it and when god does it he does it in a scope that it is mind boggling mind cannot comprehend <laughs> nazareth was an insignificant place but the significance of nazareth just went through the roof you know how high it went praise god jesus who was born in bethlehem was known as jesus of Nazareth. Woo! Praise God. Do you know something? When they said in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, hell started 
shake. Demons started to shiver. Sickness started to leave. The evil spirit started to shrieking because there was power in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Oh, what was insignificant became significant. That which was obscure got a celebrity status. Praise God. What changed? The people did not change. Praise God. The place did not change. It did not become a militarily strategic location. What changed? I want to tell you what changed. Jesus associated himself with Nazareth. Praise God. And I want to tell you, it is not only places, but I want to tell you people that were written off, people who were considered less, people who were considered downtrodden, people who were considered underdogs, people who were considered insignificant, people who were considered unimportant. They have found significance because they attached their life with Jesus Christ. When you are linked to Jesus Christ, he will change your outlook. He will change your perspective. He will change the way you walk. He will change your destiny. Praise God. This morning, I stand here because I'm linked to my Jesus. And that's what qualifies me to stand before God and minister not of me, but Christ in me. That who each we are disqualified are qualified because Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Throughout the scripture. You pull out and you will find the unlikelies, the unpopular, the underdogs. Praise God. They made it through because God is the one who changes the situation. Uh, would you come with me, church? I'm going to call out things and I want you to come with me and call out the names. Here we go. You call out the names when I say this. The dreamer boy became the prime minister. Joseph, praise God. The trickster became the prince of God. Jacob, praise God. Hallelujah. The donkey tracer became the king of Israel. Praise God. The shepherd boy became the king. Praise God. The orphan girl became the queen. Praise God. The foreigner lady became the great grandma of the king of Israel. The illegitimate child became a judge in Israel. Jephthah. The slave boy became a statesman, Daniel. The fishermen became fishers of men. Praise God. The coward became the spokesperson, Peter. 
The persecutor became the propagator. Paul, praise God. Now come to the history. The farm boy in the hill country of North Carolina. He became the preacher boy for the world. Billy Graham, praise God. Hallelujah. The German evangelist who used a bicycle to go from country to country in Africa became the herald, a global, globe-trotting evangelist, Reinhard Bonke. The man who stood on the street corners and preached. He ended in the potter's house, T.D. Jakes. Praise God. Now. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor with some conviction, you ain't seen a thing yet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now there's got to be some difference between the last time and this time. This time when you say it, you say it with conviction. You ain't seen a thing yet. I am not what you see. Praise God. What God is about to reveal in me, through me, is going to be mind-boggling because I'm linked to Jesus. Praise God. Quit looking down at you. Look to Jesus. He's a lifter of your head. He's a shield round about you. He's the one who's going to lift your head up. Praise God. So the next time when someone looks at you and underestimates you and tells you you ain't cut for the job, you let them know. Praise God. It's not you who's going to cut me it's heaven who has cut me heaven's gonna decide who's cut for the job hallelujah praise God hallelujah praise God how often we jump on the bandwagon praise God and become party poopers people who want to bust and people who want to bring down because we can see what Christ has done and what Christ can do and what he will do. Praise God. What God is going to do, no eyes have seen, no mind has imagined. It's beyond. It's beyond. It's beyond. Get connected to him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. Praise God. What good can come out of it? Let me tell you. Praise God. If God is in it, nothing but good will come out of it. Praise God. If Christ is in the scene, if Christ is the one who sustains you, praise God, nothing but good will come out of it. Praise God. Perhaps... Nathaniel was not prejudiced. <laughs> Perhaps it was this knowledge in the scripture that made him say, Nazareth, what good can come out of Nazareth? Because the prophet Micah said that Jesus ought to be born from Bethlehem. But regardless of what, he couldn't believe that Jesus can come, praise God, and change, praise God, the prominence of a place or people, praise God. 
when Nathaniel tells this to Philip, what do you think Philip does? <laughs> Praise God. Nathaniel is, is in, in the scripture we understand he's known as a man of the word. is huh? a man of the scripture. Philip, when he hears from Nathaniel what good can come out of, out of Nazareth, he does not, Philip does not start debating, uh, theologically trying to prove if any good will come out of Nazareth. Nor does he employ trying to intellectually, praise God, trying to convey to, to Nathaniel, will Christ come from Nazareth? Praise God. But you know what Philip does? Philip says, listen, experientially, I know Jesus is real. Therefore, come and see. <laughs> you know, we ought to know our capacity. We ought to know our ability. God can do great things through us. Praise God. What words, when words fail, when you can't match with words, when you can't match with debate, when you're not able to match with words and thoughts, praise God, there is something called experience with Jesus. Praise God. Come and see. Now you can only say come and see if you have already seen. The psalmist says, oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. Blessed is a man that. Praise God. Oh taste and see that the Lord is good. Listen. What you have tasted. Praise God. You can brag about it with the same tongue. How do you taste? With your tongue. And use that same tongue. To verbalize what you have tasted, what you have experienced. So Philip says, listen, come and see. Praise God. No one can deny you. No one can put down your experience with Jesus. Your experience with Jesus is a unique experience. It's a very unique experience. It's an exclusive experience. And you ought to cherish your experience. How God came through for you is something so unique that at times he has done for you something that he has never ever done for for anyone that should make you stand up for Jesus that should make you speak up for Jesus that should make you brag about Jesus that should make you boasting about Jesus because you have an experience that is so unique praise God how often we just put our experience under the rag under the rug and forget about it praise God but God wants you and I, to, ex to use the experience, praise God, make it a launching pad to propel into new heights, make it a launching pad to promote Jesus, make it a launching pad to propagate Jesus, because your experience is a unique experience with Jesus. Philip says, listen, you know, Praise God. You just come 
and see. Hallelujah. In other words, Philip was saying, listen, check him out. Praise God. When was the last time you girls said, check him out? Oh, you might have said, check him out, but you were talking about someone else. Ever said, check him out? Praise God. Check who out? Check Jesus out. Praise God. Check him out. Praise God. He will never discourage you. He will never put you down. He will never let you down. He will never leave you. Nor would he ever forsake you. Check him out. Who? Check Jesus out. Praise God. So Nathaniel said, okay, man. You're my friend. I'm going to check him out. So he comes to check Jesus out. See, there is a difference between checking someone out and checking Jesus out. When you go to check Jesus out, you know what? You get checked. <laughs> Nathaniel came to check Jesus out. Little did he realize that Jesus has already checked him out. Praise God. Nathaniel walks up to him and Jesus looks at him and said, Woo! Wow! He says, here is a true Israelite. In him there is no God. Nathaniel says, Nathaniel just looks at Jesus and says, Who are you? How did you know about me? Praise God. <laughs> Nathaniel did not say, when Jesus said, Here is a true Israelite, there is no guy in him. Nathaniel did not say, Who, me? Who, me? No. Nathaniel was very much aware, what? That he was a man who was. You know, when people compliment us, I'm not talking about people who flatter us. Be careful with people who flatter you. But when people compliment us, if it's true, what do you do? If we are full of false humility, we would do what? Oh, not me. Come on. No, no, no. Nathaniel didn't say none of those things. He said what? How did you know me? Praise God. How did you recognize me? And Jesus tells him. Jesus tells him what? Listen. Before Philip came and called you. When you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Praise God. Nathaniel came to see what? See Jesus. And he realized that Jesus already saw him. Nathaniel came to know about this Messiah that Philip was talking about. And he realized that Jesus already knows him. Hallelujah. Wow. The one that can change your situation. The one that can rewrite your story. And put you in the history. The one that can elevate you. The one that can make you special. 
the one that has created you unique, the one that is able to bring out what is, what is deposited in you, infused in you. He knows you very well. Praise God. Hallelujah. He sees you. He knows you. Isn't that good to know that? You know, where was Nathaniel when he was reading the scripture? Huh? He was on top of the roof. Was he on the top of the roof? Oh, I'm such a pious man. I'm such a religious man. I'm going to sit on the roof and I'm going to read my Bible real loud so that all of you can hear me and see that I am a pious man. No. Nathaniel was what? Under the tree. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's good to know that Jesus knows when we are secretly praying. Jesus sees us when we are secretly praying. Jesus sees us when you are reading the word. Jesus sees you when you are meditating on the word. Jesus sees you when you're giving for charity. Jesus sees you when you're doing work for the Lord. Even when no one else sees you. Or even if they see you and they do not want to acknowledge you. I want to assure you that heaven sees you. And at the right time, he will acknowledge you. <laughs> Praise God. So whether you are under the tree like Nathaniel or up on the tree like Zacchaeus, Jesus sees you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, praise God. If you are seated here in the house, thinking, praise God, what I have been doing does not amount to anything. Praise God. Or I won't be acknowledged. I want to assure you that Jesus sees you. Praise God. Hallelujah. He came out to check him out. And the minute he hears Jesus tells him, what does Jesus tell him? Jesus tells him his character. Jesus tells him what he's been doing. Immediately Nathaniel did what? He said, Rabbi, you are who? You are what? You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Listen, 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 listen. There's something very important here, okay? Nathaniel was not only a man without guile in his spirit. He was a he had a teachable spirit. Hallelujah. A teachable spirit. A life that was willing to be mended, molded, impressed upon by the Lord. Sometimes we are so rigid in our ways that we don't want to change. Praise God. We just want to fit in with the cliche. We just want to fit in with the flow. We just want to fit in with what's going on. <laughs> Praise God. 
Nathaniel had a teachable, moldable spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. How often we deprive ourselves of what God wants to do in us, for us, through us, because we are not willing to be moldable. That which is ingrained in the mindset, that which is set in our ways. Uh, we don't want to deviate. I'm not talking about the non-negotiable principles of God's word. You don't negotiate on the principles of God's word that is established in heaven forever. Just like Jesus does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and for heaven, forever. The word of God does not change heaven and earth will pass away but the word does not change I'm not talking about that no we are set in our ways praise God <laughs> sometimes we just miss what God wants to do in us and for us The other day I met somebody who's been praying for a spouse. Example. God brought a rob for this person. Who? Who? Rob. R-O-B. But the person said, I ain't going to go with Rob because Rob is a fob. I'm going to settle with a Bob and I'm going to sob for it forever. I'm not trying to be funny. God is preparing you a rob. You don't disqualify that by saying he's a father. In other words, don't shut yourself up and say that this is the only way God is going to work. If God wants to bless you in a particular way, you don't tell him, no, not this way, my way or highway. Praise God. Nathaniel, it didn't take too long. Just two statements, two statements from the Lord. One, his character. The second, what he was doing. Set. Man. Man changed his tone. The man changed the way he said things. He said, Rabbi! Have we been depriving ourselves of the blessing that God wants to send our way? Praise God. Hallelujah. Even if the whole world says, 
that Jesus cannot come out of Nazareth. That nothing good will come out of Nazareth. And if God decides to give you a blessing from Nazareth for your sake, you take it because it's coming from the Lord. And what comes from the Lord is nothing but good. Every gift that comes from him is good in nature because he's a good God. He knows your make. He knows your molding. He knows your strength. He knows your weakness. He knows your upbringing. He knows your background. And he can only bring that which suits your need. Don't go along with the cliches. Nathaniel had a teachable spirit. And he right away said, Lord, that's you. I recognize you. Praise God. I'm going to receive you as the Messiah. I'm not done. If the time is up, I'm going to close here. We're going to pick it up next week. What is it that we said? You ain't seen anything yet. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, you ain't heard anything yet. What are you going to say? You ain't heard anything yet. Praise God. All eyes closed. Every eye closed. Shall we look to the Lord in prayer? Maybe you're a victim of prejudice. Maybe the world has written you off. Maybe the world looks at you and says, nothing good is going to come out of you. Maybe the world looks at you and says, hey, you're not cut out to be what you ought to be. Maybe the world looks at you and says, you don't have what it takes to be. Praise God. Ask yourself if your life is linked to the Lord. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Praise God. The new leaf, the new lease, the fresh start, the new beginning is available through Jesus Christ. God can cancel every handwritten verdict that is written against you or spoken over you. And he can bring you out and make you a wonder. Praise God. Lift up your head high. Look to Jesus. And walk out of this place with that conviction. Christ is with me. Praise God. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Praise God. The blood that washed me and cleansed me. The righteousness that is imputed upon me. Praise God. Causes me.
to live a life that is pleasing to him. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you for the privilege that you gave us to come in your presence to hear God's word. We believe that we haven't seen a thing yet. Lord, what you're going to do for us, in us, through us, praise God. No eyes have seen, no ear has heard, no mind can imagine or conceive what you're going to do for your children, what you have already done for us. Therefore, Father, we pray, armed with the right perspective, we will move forward. In Jesus' name we pray.